Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 54. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We'll share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. Now, if you like what you hear in the show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. This specific episode is for everyone out there who is trying their very best to support a friend or family member through grief. It is certainly important to do so. It is the most selfless thing you can do for someone else, simply being there for them. But I'm sure you are often wondering what that is supposed to look like. How should you show up? Let's dive in and discuss the many possible ways for you to effectively show up and support someone dealing with grief. Showing up. This term is definitely a large part of the conversation in the world of today. It is a go-to term, a social media thing, in fact. But I'd like to suggest we need to make it much more than than a, a, a quip or a slang. We need to put some substance into it and truly understand what the term promises. Now, I'll say it again out loud. Showing up. Or the question how to show up the best way for someone in their grief. And to answer that question, we need to understand what showing up means. Although the literal definition in Webster's Dictionary Online begins with to expose or discredit, especially by revealing faults. Now, that's not the particular definition we're going for here. Now, if you scroll further down on the definition, you will run across the following to become involved with others and make an active contribution. And there's also to provide help and support for someone. And lastly, to be plainly evident. And there's the sample used for this one. Jack cared so much about people that he showed up in the way he did things in the community. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to refer back to the first definition to become involved with others and make an active contribution. The active phrases there, become involved and make an active contribution. This is as simple as showing up is. You need only to make an active contribution. Coming from someone who has been on both sides of grief, the supporter and the one who has experienced the great personal loss, I can say the manner in which you show up, in which you become involved, need not be grand or complicated in any way. It just needs to be. Which is to say, you just need to try. I realize that it isn't very specific, and I promise I'll get there in a bit. But what I want to make sure you understand in this first point is that your support can be simple. In fact, I'd suggest that it is. 
for you, but also for the person that you're trying to support. And here's why. When support becomes complicated for the person you are trying to support, it becomes an additional burden. And I'm sure you don't want that. So I can say for certain, anyone going through grief has enough on their plate and they need simple, effortless support on their end for it to make any sense for them and to make a good impact for them as well. So make your contribution as simple as possible, yet try to make it meaningful. And thus we head into those specifics I said that I'd get to before. So let's dive into a few ideas. I think I'd like to start with a suggestion that you may want to try to make your support, the way you show up, to be a bit unique and thoughtful. Personally, that's what I would like to do. I'd rather not simply provide a casserole or a bag of groceries, but we all need to understand there is value in both of those. My wife Colleen and I had many incredible friends who created more than one meal train, and coming from the side of benefiting from a meal train, I can say they are wonderful things to have when you are dealing with an illness, uh, constant treatments, or grief as a whole. I'd suggest if you create a meal train, Discuss the details with the recipients to make sure it works for them in the very best way. Meal trains can easily become overwhelming if it is set too high of a frequency for meals per week and suddenly your recipients have the burden of just too much food. Overall, meal trains can and are wonderful. And when they are properly created, they become such a benefit to the family that you are trying to support. It becomes a priceless entity in their life. Now, I've mentioned we've been on the recipient end of several meal trains, all wonderful and customized to our needs. But the one that still, to this day, holds a special place in my heart was when my wife suddenly became confused and disoriented on December 30th, 2018. An immediate visit to the ER confirmed within the first hour that her cancer had returned and had developed as brain tumors. And as you can imagine, this was a huge curveball as we had just experienced several months of that uh, cancer-free feeling. Suddenly facing a multi-day hospital stay with more decisions to be made, kids, events, and schedules to handle, treatments to begin, I recall walking the halls on the second day and receiving a call from a very good friend of ours asking if she could start up the meal train once again. Her and I decided on the frequency that would work best for us, and she began her notifications of various friends. The very next day, New Year's Day in fact, I heard from another friend who asked what, if anything, they could possibly do for us. I suggested the meal train might be a good place to begin since I was still unsure as to our path through this new diagnosis. That was when she explained to me that she missed her opportunity there. The meal train was full through April. To this very day, it is still hard for me to appropriately express how that common effort had touched us at the time. When I explained to Colleen that the meal train was full and what had occurred in less than 24 hours, she immediately teared up and I could see a great weight just lifted from her. That right there is the unseen benefit of showing up. When you touch someone in that way, to that extent, you will never know or understand what that means to them in that moment. 
but the word priceless comes to mind. So when you are looking to show up, I often hear questions of, I don't know what I can do, or maybe I'll ask them what they need. And to that last point, I'd suggest that you take a cue from a very good friend of ours, Megan, who personally is so honest and refreshing that I cannot possibly provide an accurate snapshot of who she is other than to say she's the type of person who says it like it is and makes no apologies about it. Megan has experienced support through the years and brought to me this bit of wisdom when it comes to helping people. Her suggestion when providing a family in need with like a meal train drop-off was simple. Don't hang around. That was it. She went on to say, the people you are trying to help have enough going on. They don't need to worry about entertaining you while the meal you are dropping off is getting cold. She explained all of this to me in a text and then again, when I forced her to come inside the day she was dropping off the meal. You see, she had texted to ask specifically what we'd like to eat. She went on to say that she wouldn't be cooking, that we wouldn't want her to, and asked what specifically she could pick up and from where. And then she continued by saying she would pick up exactly what we wanted and nothing more. She personally never understood why people would provide three sheet pans of food for a family of four, or why people would add twice the food or four other sides that you may not know if the family would eat. She was firm. I will get you what you tell me, and that is it. And when I arrive, I will ring the bell, hand you the food, and leave. You don't need to worry of about entertaining me for 15 minutes while your food gets cold. I love, love, and love her advice and her honesty. It is all true. But we as social humans always ask people inside when they are dropping off something, and we wind up sidetracking the reason for which they came by. So I would suggest for you to consider this the next time you help someone. If you know they have a lot on their plate, provide them the expectation of you simply dropping off the food or whatever you may be leaving so that they can get on with what they need to do. Another free friends have also taught me to just do, to ask the people you are trying to help what they need that just simply puts an undue burden on them to come up with something for you to do. Most likely, once again, they have thousands of things on their plate, and they don't need to put one more thing on it. So I'd suggest you talk with those who are closest to your friend, a family member perhaps, and ask if they know of anything out of the ordinary that needs to be done. Or when you're talking to your friend that you want to help, notice things in the conversation that might provide you with an idea of how you can help. I'll briefly mention one such conversation I had with a friend over the phone. I've told this story before, so I'm going to be a bit more brief. But when asked how things were going, I had also explained, more appropriately, I think I complained, how I had no time to deal with the weeds in the front of the house. I had never seen them grow so quickly, blah, 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 blah. Two days later, our dog was barking at 9 a.m. when I had let him out. I come to find that my friend, her daughter, and another friend we're in our front berm pulling weeds. Not only was that a contribution I was grateful for, it was unique and it drilled down to something I was unable to do for myself at the time. So to borrow a line from the movie Robots, 
see a need, fill a need. Just be a bit more creative when doing so, and it will touch that person even more. Now, to show up is more than just being in the presence of somebody. It's to become involved and make an active contribution, something that's going to make a mark. So with that said, don't mistake what the need is with some grand gesture that needs to be done. Depending upon the situation and, of course, the person, sometimes just being with them is what they need at the time. A very good friend of my wife's and mine who passed earlier this spring was always so grateful for friends taking the time and being with her. Some would come to the house, maybe help with a few small things, but mainly sit and chat with her. In those chats, they would often discover something that was weighing on her and that needed to be accomplished, and they did that thing as well. Some would take their friend to and from treatments, sitting with her, chatting, or allowing her to doze off. I was fortunate enough to do that with this friend, and it was a priceless experience for both of us. Being a year and a half since the passing of my wife at the time, we had honest and hard discussions that are still with me and, and they'll always be with me. She asked me some difficult questions and in turn, I'd like to think I helped her understand some difficult aspects of the journey that she was on. Just being there was enough at the time. A friendly face, a safe someone to have those difficult discussions with, or someone who understands and to reminisce with. Your support can come in many shapes and sizes. The way in which you show up can mean everything to someone, and you don't have to be aware that it was. Because ultimately, it's for them. Only for them. And whether you understand fully what it means to them for you to be there and to help is immaterial. It's the thing, it's the time, the effort, the moment, the discussion, the laughter, the tears, or the comfort of which they need. Whatever that thing is, if you can provide it, or a slice of sunshine, a moment of relaxation, one less thing to worry about, or a memory tucked safely away for a moment long from now, then you are doing what you are meant to do at that moment. I can personally tell you, after a great loss, there have been moments which have helped me the most. Those moments are seated deep in my memory, and they come up often to remind me how fortunate I truly am. Those are the moments when I was able to feel normal again, when I was sharing my grief, when I knew I was surrounded by others who shared my grief for our loss. And in those times, we often experienced a vast array of emotions, from tears to laughter, joy to sorrow, and comfort wrapped in the sharing of memories and stories we often leave for those times in our lives when we need them so dearly. This memory was when all showed up for each other, and for it, we have a special chapter which was added to each of our stories. My wife Colleen passed in the early morning of July 3rd, 2020. By 8 a.m., we had a house full of compassion and tears, her family surrounding us with caring arms and comforting silence when needed. As the day drew on, more families stopped until that evening when we filled the patio with extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, nephews, and nieces. And you know what? 
It was and still is an absolutely wonderful moment in my story, in our stories. That evening was filled with sharing stories, memories, sorrow, and yes, even laughter. I think what was the most wonderful thing about this moment was how impromptu it was. It literally just happened. Everyone understood what it meant in that moment to show up. It began to have a life of its own, and it was filled with life, which was exactly what we needed in that moment. It was filled with Colleen's life, as everyone would share a story directly from her story. It wasn't always easy, but it was exactly what it was meant to be. It was everyone showing up for everyone, and above all, showing up for Colleen. I recall just before sunset, when more people were arriving, I needed just a moment to be with myself, so I took a walk in the neighborhood to do just that. As my walk came to an end, I recall walking back down our street, hearing sounds of the neighborhood fireworks in the near distance. Then, as I began walking down the driveway, the sound of something odd yet wonderful filled the warm evening air. It was coming from the backyard. It was lively chatter, it was laughter, it was stories, and it was exactly what was meant to be. In that very moment, I truly understood what showing up meant, and I witnessed what showing up could do. The power it has to bring people together, to help them share a moment, in this case, a life, and it can provide hope to an otherwise hopeless time. So I want to leave you with this thought. Never underestimate what you showing up for someone else can mean to that person. No matter how insignificant you feel your contribution, no matter how small you feel your effort, showing up, being there, holding a hand, sharing a story, or pulling some weeds, dropping off cookies, driving someone to an appointment, or making time to just listen. These all are memories in our story which makes a difference for someone else. You need not understand your impact for that impact to matter. So do what you can. Reach out and offer help. Come with a need that you can fill. And make an effort to be exactly where you are meant to be at that moment. Helping who you are meant to help. And showing up in a way you were meant to. Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm so thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels, Facebook and Instagram, request to become a guest on the podcast if you'd like, or contribute to the blog with your own story. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect directly with me. You can email me at tim at journeytograteful.com, or you can call my voicemail number. That number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And that number is also a text number. So you don't even have to call and leave a voicemail. You can simply send me a text. 
And lastly, I ask if you'd like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to helping the podcast get in front of more people who need to know it exists. Now, today's quote speaks of supporting others. It's written by Robert Ingersoll. We rise by lifting others. I'd also add, we learn by lifting and supporting others. What I have learned by witnessing the support of others for family and friends or for my family has definitely been amazing and will stay with me forever. It has changed my view on life and it has restored my view of people. So when you can, find a way to lend a hand. Be there for someone and simply show up. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.